Yo, what's up, guys? You're now listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. Yeah, let's keep praising tonight. Come on. That song, if you are having a hard day or you're feeling attacked, This is a heavy table. (laughs) If you're feeling attacked, that song is the song to put on repeat because it is is just something to declare over you and your family and your house and everyone here. So that is my encouragement for that song for you guys tonight. Welcome to the wild. I, I don't think it's a mistake that all of you guys made it here tonight, so I'm super grateful that you're here. I'm excited to be here, up here on the stage tonight. So um, I hope that your hearts are just open for what God has to say through me to you guys. So, all right, my name is Clara. <laughs> if I haven't met you, hopefully I get to meet you soon. Um, I think you all are awesome. So (laughs) it is a privilege to be here um, every Wednesday. Uh, You guys not only let me teach you, but I also learn something from you guys every single week. So that's super awesome. So I just want to start out the night by honoring Pastor Connor. Yes. (laughs) So she has let me teach tonight, which is a huge honor, but she is um, truly called to be our next-gen pastor. So, Connor, thank you for everything you do. I love you. (laughs) All right, some quick facts about me. So I am a child of God. Yeah. (laughs) I'm also Daniel Michael's wife. Yeah. (laughs) And I run social here at Eternity, so that's, like, what I do during the day. That's my job. And I have been a youth leader here at the Wild for about two and a half years, a little over that. And um, I just think you guys are amazing, and it's just an honor and a privilege to be here. So um, also, all of the leaders here, they feel the same way about you. So make sure that you tell your leader you love them and ask them to pray for you, tell them about your life, because they want to know. So that is my encouragement to you for tonight. So you can head back to your seats, but... Don't sit down, because we're going to read our scripture. So our scripture for tonight is in Colossians. But if you sat down, make sure you stand back up, because when we read the word of God, we stand to honor God. I didn't prep anyone for this, but if you need a Bible, (laughs) will you raise your hand? Um, Yeah, and we'll get you one. And if you don't have a Bible at home, make sure you take that Bible home with you so that you can read your Bible at home. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so our scripture is Colossians 2, 6 through 10. Colossians 2, 6 through 10. So you're going to go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then Colossians. And then you're going to find your big number two and your little number six. And then when you get there, raise your hand. I'm sorry, I don't have any candy. Someone will give you a high five. Okay, ready? Yeah? Okay, cool. Okay, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, 
abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for what you have prepared in me and the hearts of these students and leaders tonight. We know that you have a deep desire to be near to us, your children. So God, tonight, as your words are said through my mouth, I ask that those words land on ready soil. That we grab hold of you, your ways, and we apply them to our hearts and our minds and our lives. And God, that we could see fruit from it. So help us to understand the identity you have made for us long before we were even born and hold on to that identity over any other identity anyone else might try to label us. Let us be deeply rooted in you, God. Amen. Okay, as you find your seat, say to your neighbor, be rooted. Yeah. Okay, this month... All month long, we have been learning about identity. Have you guys been liking this sermon series so far? Yeah, yeah me too. Okay, so today is the final sermon in this series, and my sermon is titled, Be Rooted. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just a recap of what identity means. Pastor Connor talked about this the first week, but identity is defined as who you think you are and where you find your worth. The book Defined by Stephen and Alex Kendrick describes identity as who you are in totality. It is the real truth about the real you. So keep that in mind as we learn tonight about the identity that God has given us. So we just read a passage in Colossians, and because context matters, let's dive into why the letter of Colossians was written. Does anyone know who wrote the letter of Colossians? Yeah. What? Yeah, you're right. Paul is the author of Colossians, and it is a letter to a church in Colossae. And the purpose of the letter, um, the purpose why he's writing the letter is to provide protection from false teachers who are trying to impose strict guidelines or rules about eating and drinking and religious festivals. So Paul was trying to help the Colossians understand that the culture was not greater than the ways of God. Yeah, so if you didn't hear that, Paul was trying to help the Colossians understand that the culture was not greater than the ways of God. What I see when I read Colossians is that the culture of Colossae was trying to uproot the identity that God had already given to them. So a real-life example of this is preferred pronouns. Okay, so it seems like everywhere we go, we are being pressured into writing our preferred pronouns on a lot of things. So an example of this might have been your first day of school. You get like a name card. You have to write your name on it. And some of you might have also been uh, pressured into writing your preferred pronouns as well. Another place we're seeing this a lot is on social media, in your bio, um, maybe you have previously written your name or typed in your name, but now we're also being pressured to write our preferred pronouns in that space as well. 
This is becoming more and more the way of culture, and it is creating mass confusion and division. If you could put up the next slide, verse 8 of our scripture. Yeah. Okay, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, because these things are not according to Christ. Using preferred pronouns is a made-up philosophy full of empty deceit. Choosing your pronouns allows anyone to choose any identity they want that is not their God-given identity. It is a human tradition, and it takes away from our God-given identity. So over time, as a culture, we have gone through many eras of how we define our identities. I was listening to a sermon on identity, and in this sermon, the pastor shared this information from a philosopher named Philip Reef, who wrote about four types of eras. So each of these are titled based on how people were finding their worth and their identity during that time period. So these are the eras. I think we'll put them up on the screen for you. So the first era was called the political era. Second era was called the religious or the family era. The third era was called the economic era. And then the era that we are currently in is called the psychological era. This era is all about defining our identities or ourselves. Um, sorry, this era is all about defining ourselves by what is within, meaning what our inner thoughts and feelings are. So we hear a lot about this kind of identity right now, don't we? We hear it in statements like, this is my truth, or I'm just living my truth. We need to accept everyone for who they are or you can be anyone or anything you want to be. Think about some TV shows or video games, maybe podcasts you listen to, or even TikTok and Instagram influencers you might follow, or even books that you read. How many of them have a character that has a struggle with identity? Maybe there is a character in a movie or a TV show who feels like they were born into the wrong body. And they have thoughts like, if only I could change my body or my gender, then I would feel like my true self or my true identity. Maybe even some of you have felt the same way. But the thing about that is your feelings are always changing. So my first point tonight is feelings are not reliable. So about six years ago, I wasn't yet married to Daniel, and I had a different boyfriend. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so at this time, I truly felt like I couldn't live without my boyfriend. I felt like he completed me, and I felt like we belonged together, and I even felt like we were going to be together forever. So I was living inside of these feelings. My identity was rooted in my boyfriend at the time, not in Christ. Eventually, I found myself repenting to God, got back into reading my Bible and praying, and I got plugged into a church that helped me realize that those feelings I had about my ex-boyfriend changed because they weren't reliable. They were rooted in lies, in fantasy, 
in pride, and in this specific situation, they were built on sins. My feelings were swayed away from Christ because I wasn't rooted in him. At the time, I was choosing to be rooted in my boyfriend. Because I chose to be rooted in my boyfriend, there were some consequences to this. I was with this boyfriend for seven years, and over the course of seven years, I, um, I started listening to the abusive lies that he was telling me. I put on those identities and believed the lies that he told me. And because of this, just to be honest, sometimes I still struggle with being self-conscious. It took me a long time to trust and trust again. And the thing I didn't realize until I left this relationship was that I was totally lost. I lost sight of who God said I was because the voice of my boyfriend was the loudest. Do you have people or things in your life that are swaying you away from knowing and being rooted in your identity in Christ? In Ephesians, it says, until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by cunning, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. What that verse is saying is we need to have faith. We need to be rooted in faith, knowing for sure that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for you and he died for me. And until you choose to believe that and act in your mature faith with that information, you too will be swayed, being tossed back and forth by feelings, by people, and by culture. So what do we do to not be tossed back and forth? If our feelings are always changing, then where should we go to find our identity? We go to something higher, something unchanged and something reliable. We go to God because he is the only reliable source to find our identity. So here's a few verses to show you that God is never changing. He is all authority. He is most reliable. We're going to put up each one of these on the screen. So if you want, you can take a picture of it. So God is never changing. For I, the Lord, do not change. Malachi 3.6. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13.8. God is all authority. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Matthew 28.18. God is reliable. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, 1 Corinthians 1.9. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Psalm 18, 2 through 3. That is who I want my 
That's who I want to tell me who my identity is. Our creator, who is always reliable, he never lets us down, he never changes his mind, and he never will. When we know those qualities about God, why would we continue to search for our identity in the world? I don't want the world or people in the world to tell me who I am, and I don't even want to tell myself who I am because I am flawed, but God is not. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul writes to the church of Colossae with what I can only describe as a heartfelt urgency. He explains to them how much he wants them to understand the fullness of Christ because in Christ is where they find true wisdom and knowledge. Paul tells them this because he doesn't want the church to feel discouraged. He knows that their faith will make them easy targets to their flesh or their sins and the enemy. And then he says this in verse 4. I say this in order that no one will delude you with plausible arguments. What does he mean by this? Let me tell you in a story. So how many of you remember recently when Pastor Scott Hagen visited just a few weeks ago? Yeah, okay, cool. I love that you guys are coming on the weekend. Um, okay, so part of my job is posting sermon reels to our social media accounts. So that reel that we posted of Pastor Scott has been viewed over 26,000 times. Yeah, so if you don't know, that is a lot of times. So with that kind of views come people who choose to be rude and are willing to say things that they probably wouldn't say to his face. They twist things. So because I'm our social media manager, I go through all of those comments and I make sure nothing inappropriate is being said, like swear words or threats. So after reading these comments, I found myself discouraged. I had just been reading comments that were trying to delude with plausible arguments, just like Colossians 2.4 says will happen. I found myself beaten down, which is exactly what Paul doesn't want to happen to the church in Colossae. In that moment, I knew because I draw my identity from God and God alone, I needed an extra filling of scripture and prayer that day. If we want to stand firm in our faith and be rooted in our identity, we need to root ourselves in the things God has given us. So my last point tonight is stay rooted in God through the Bible and prayer. When we are shaken, when we are beaten down, when we are confused, when we are being offered arguments from the world that seem good but aren't truth, the Bible and prayer will keep you rooted in the identity God has given you. So during the Super Bowl, there was a commercial that you may have seen or heard about. Uh, it's now famously known as He Gets Us. So. Although I would agree he does get us because he loves us like no one else does, he is our savior and he was tempted in sin just like we are, I want to make clear that he gets us is not an excuse for us to sympathize with our sin or anyone else's sin. God loves you the way that you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. We should be looking to Jesus to see what he actually did in the Bible, how he was interacting with people who were struggling with the sin. Jesus famously said things like, 
I know you're sinning today, but from now on, sin no more. Jesus does understand the attack on identity because Satan tried to attack Jesus' identity in the desert. In Matthew 4, it says this. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So again, let's take our advice from the Bible. Let's look to Jesus. How did he handle his identity being attacked? I'm asking you guys, how did he handle it? Yeah. Either one of you. <laughs> Yell it out. He did. That's yes. He quoted scripture. He was rooted in God through the Bible. In the beginning of Colossians, Paul writes this, grace to you and peace from God our Father. That was his hope for the church of Colossae, and I believe that is the hope we can draw from sitting here today on February 28th, 2024 at the Wild Youth. Jesus made peace for us by the blood of his cross. God qualified you to share in the inheritance of his kingdom. First Peter 2 says, you are a chosen people called out of darkness into his light. Come out of darkness, out of confusion, out of sin, and into his light. So before we head into small groups, I'm going to list some places that you might be finding your identity in today in hopes that you can put that off and put on your new self that Jackson talked about last week. Family approval, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your team, the clothes that you wear, your popularity, your friends, your video games, your job, the talents that you have, or maybe the likes and the followers that you get. You are not found in who or what you are, but whose you are, and you are God's. So as we head into small groups now, ask yourself this question on the way. Is my identity rooted in Christ? If not, where is it rooted and why? Thanks for tuning in to the Wild Youth Podcast. If you like what you heard, follow us on our socials at the Wild YTH or come in person on Wednesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Stay wild, fam.